April 6th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Daf Samech Beta Mudalif at the very bottom of the page, the last line. It says the Gemara, Ki ata Rav Shemuel bar Yehuda, Amar haketana kameh. And probably we're dealing with Kamedir Biohanan. We'll see in just a moment. If you recall, uh, the last two, three days we've been talking about that statement of Rabbi Zakai. Rabbi Zakai taught a Biraita in front of Rabbi Yohanan. And in turn, Rabbi Yohanan, not all that impressed with it, told him, Pok Tane Libra, go take that Biraita and teach it outside. It's not part of our proper and internal teachings. Says the Gemara, when Rav Shemuel Bar Yehuda arrived, when he was atta, alif taf alif in Aramaic, he arrived, he came, in other words, he came back from Eris Israel. he had a different version as to what took place in this Biraita in front of Kameh, in front of Rabbi Yohanan. It's going to have the same punchline that Rabbi Yohanan turns to Rabbi Zakai and says, Pok libra, take that Biraita and, take it and, and teach it outside. However, the content of that Biraita is not identical, it's not the same uh, with regards to the details that we learned already. Instead, this is what Rabbi Zakai, it's along the same lines, it's the same type of discussion, the same issues, but it was different. This is what that Biraita, which allegedly Rabbi Zakai taught in front of Rabbi Yohanan. Here's what it said. Homer b'Shabbat mishaan misvot. Homer b'Shaan misvot mi b'Shabbat. There is a homer, a, 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 a severity, a humrah, with regards to Shabbat, if you contrast it to, sounds like, all the other mitzvot. And there's a severity, there's a humrah to the rest of the mitzvot, let's call it 612 mitzvot, it sounds like, uh, over Shabbat. In other words, uh, each one of these domains, the one of Shabbat, the very elevated one, and the one of the 612 mitzvot, possess a certain characteristic and halachic attribute which is different than the other and makes it more severe. How so? Of course it is, but we're contrasting. I could say the two of you are members of Am Yisrael. You have this characteristic. He has that characteristic. It's not negating it being from 613. It's compared to the other 612. It sounds like, says the Gemara, well, what, or says the Beraita, rather, what is the difference between those two? What are we referring to with regards to the severities of Shabbat over Sha'am Misvot? Sha'am Misvot over Shabbat? Well, here we go. Home Shabbat dash Sheha Shabbat Asa Shetan Beheilem Echad Hayav Al Kola Hat Ve'ahat. On the one hand, when it comes to Shabbat, and this, of course, brings us back, taps us back into our past conversations, if you on Shabbat to two, it doesn't tell us what it means to, we're going to have to struggle to understand and define what it means you did two, but you did two, let's call it two actions on Shabbat, we know what that means, with one, without a remembering in between, with one forgetfulness, with one disappearance, meaning it's all bishogeg without realizing in the middle that today is Shabbat, that these are melachot asurot, regardless of how you slice it. What's the halakha on Shabbat? Hayav al-kol ahat ve'ahat. You'd have to bring a separate korban for each. Now we spent a lot of energy and time and space discussing that law, and we know that law by Shabbat. We began by thinking that that might be dependent upon whether hava'ara lelav yasat or lehalek yasa. But then the Gemara made it from me'ahat mehenna, maybe even Rabbi Yosei agrees. Regardless, that's that halakha. We shouldn't be too surprised by that. Masha'in ken bisha'ar misvot. That's interesting. All other misvot, sounds like 612, are altogether different, only one korban. That's the statement. Okay, well, that's the initial statement in the Biraita. We're going to have to, of course, tease out, try to understand these in greater depth and 
and, and, and trigger Rabbi Yochanan's um, anger at these statements. But next, Homer Bisha'am Misvot. We said that the rest of the mitzvot, call it 612 for our purposes right now, have a greater severity than Shabbat. How so? Let's just translate the word. If you were shogeg, but not just accidental with regards to what the law is. That's what shogeg generally is. I forgot today is Shabbat. I forgot that these are forbidden actions. But I know what I'm doing. I have what's called kavanah. I'm doing an action which is a purposeful, mindful action. If there's no two hayuv mitaz, the answer is yes, absolutely. But we only talk about it, it's only in theory by mezid. We, we talk about it practically by shogeg. I know it's still somewhat theory, who's forgetting that much, but by shogeg we can say two korbanot. That's why these issues always come up by shogeg. Um, the issue, that, but, but again, it, yes, you're right, it would apply just as much so by mezid. It says the Gemara, uh, well, when it comes to, um, when, when it comes to Sha'ar Mitzvot, if you're Shogeg Belomit Kaveh, it sounds like your action didn't even have intent. It wasn't even intentful. We'll have to define what that means. But again, it's not that you made a mistake in law. It's not a judicial uh, misgiving. It's rather you didn't intend to do what you did. In like Sha'ar... Decent example, you're a Masechet Makot guy. Decent example. Uh, well, we're going to try to keep this in the cleaner realm of eating wrongful foods in the Gemara. Mm-hmm. But indeed, says Jesse, something along the lines of, I was intending to shoot an animal and I accidentally killed a person. So he says, it's Lomit Kaven, Shagag Belomit Kaven. All right, that's in. What's that? No, no, no. He's talking about in general. It's not so simple what he's saying, because in that circumstance, the Torah says you have ve'ir miklat, you're not getting put to death. But over here we're saying, in general, by other averot, and that's why we're going to bring it into Isure Achila, hayav, you're hayav. We'll figure it out, but I gotcha. Jesse said maybe the distinction has been adam makom, ben adam lahavero. Might not even be that simple, but you're certainly on a track with regards to distinguishing. But for our purposes, okay, the statement is in general, or we'll find cases whereby bisha'ar averot, or kol sha'ar mitzvot, shagag belomit kaven, hayav. You'll have to be, you'll be liable for your action. Masha'en ken b'shabbat. By Shabbat, of course, that's not the law of the Torah. By the Mishkan, parashat vayakel, of course, it equates. It places one next to the other, Shabbat and the Mishkan, and mentions time and again and again that the Mishkan was constructed melechet mahashevet, mindful, purposeful craftsmanship, which means to say by Shabbat as well. The only way, generally speaking, we assume your hayav is if it's purposeful and mindful. Now, purposeful doesn't necessarily mean mezid. What I mean by that is mindful. I mean you know what you're doing you're not doing something altogether different, well, or, or in your mind altogether different, we'll have to tease out and understand that as well. Of course, there's different levels to that. There's all concepts and issues which will in some way or another arise over the course of this subya. But that's the Beraita. So the Beraita again contrasts Shabbat to Sha'ar Melachot by saying on Shabbat, Tu chiyuvim mehad. And Sha'ar Melachot, well, by Sha'ar Melachot, Shagag Belomit Kaven Hayav, Shabbat, Mashe'enke, not so. Amar Mor, says the Gemara again, Amar Mor brings us back to an initially or earlier cited statement. Yeah, in other words, he, he does the Melachot, he does the Abirah, Mishkagah, with the wrong pen, because, or is he Hayav? Well, it depends what I'm dealing with. 
for example, uh, well, okay. all right, give it a minute or two. No, on Shabbat, you're not necessarily going to be high up. If you're mitasek on Shabbat, you're certainly not. Even davar sheinom mitgaven, according to Rabbi Shimon, you're patur, right? Or, or maybe even mutar. You know, that's melech sheinatzirichal gufa and so forth. But give it a minute or two. I, all, all important questions because it's been very vague and broad. But we're going to deal with the first one first. Let's go back to that initial statement. The initial statement was Shabbat is more severe. Two liabilities, two actions, one he'ilim. What's the case? Let's spell this out because I want to contrast. I want to understand why Shabbat is or could be different than Sha'ar Averot or Sha'ar Mitzvot Ilema. If you'll say, if you'll say, Maybe on Shabbat what we're talking about is you did two separate melachot, what we call kesira, means cutting from something that's connected to the ground, or tehina means you ground something that was grown from the ground. Those are two separate melachot, two separate avot melachot. And again, uh, it's I did one action, and then the next action, I'm interested in making bread. I cut the wheat, kesira. I then take the wheat inside or outside, and I'm tohen, and I grind it in my mill. Two separate melachot, two separate violations, two separate korban hatats. The kavata, if I were to parallel that, gabesha al misvot, by other matters of uh, misvot, de achal helev vedam. Maybe the circumstances, I ate halev, forbidden fat of an animal, and dam, of course, the blood of an animal. Now the Torah in one fell swoop, in one pasuk says, kol halev echol dam, both blood and, and fats, the forbidden ones, don't eat. So as they're mentioned as one, that would be the parallel. Are you telling me that if I had a kazait halev or v'id dam, without realizing that these are forbidden, I'm only bringing one korban? The Gemara thinks it's absurd to think so. Why should it be any different than Shabbat? Again, on Shabbat I did what's called Tehina, I did what's called Kesira. In Isure Achila I did what's called Helev and what's called Dam. You're going to tell me in case one, Shabbat, two violations or two liabilities, two obligations, and by Achila just one. The Gemara says preposterous. You certainly have Shetayim in both circumstances. We call that Shemot Nifradim. We call that two separate names. The Hidush is that by Shabbat, I don't consider it all Melacha. I say it's Ketzirah and Tehina. Halev and Dam, you're really going to tell me it's the same thing? You're really going to tell me that you only have one Korban? Not one, because it's just eating wrongful things? Not so. So as the Gemara Ela, rather, Gabesha Armisot, So what then is the case? Let's start backward. Let's start with by Sha'ar Mitzvot. Call it Isure Achila. That's how we want to confine it, Jesse. When I'm dealing with Isure Achila, can you define for me a circumstance, a situation in which only one violation, or rather only one liability, if I did something Bishogig, I'm eating these things, and I'm only going to be Hayavahat. What could the case be? Okay, I got it. I ate a forbidden fat. I took a break. Uh, day goes by, whatever the amount of passage of time, but it's all behaved. I didn't go to a class in the inter- meantime. I didn't think about. It's the same exact act, but it's separated. Once eating two two separate pieces of meat, two separate times of eating, whatever the point. It's not each bite. It's the same isu. Ultimately speaking, 
Nobody, the Gemara thinks, will disagree that you're only hayavahat. It's the same thing. It's called isur achilat chilev. You're eating forbidden fat. So it was the chilev from this animal and another animal. When it comes down to it, it's all chilev. Why not? He doesn't know. He doesn't know it's at all. He doesn't know. Separate issue. Right now, he knows this is chilev. He doesn't know it's asur. It's shogeg. It's not mitatzeh. He doesn't know it's asur. How many korbans? That's right, still doesn't know, and he didn't find out in the meantime. What's that? Says the Gemara, let's now go to Shabbat. The Kavatagabe Shabbat. The Avad Kisira Uksira. He takes it, start, goes out into the field, starts cutting his wheat. He stops, he comes in for a break, he takes a break on the side. And then he goes back and he continues cutting the wheat. You're going to tell me two separate korbanot? I mean, that's the parallel. The rabbis, Mishnah, Dafayim, Gimal, and Shabbat. But we assume they're Asur from the Torah, right? Right, of course. But I'm saying, so if he does two separate acts on Shabbat, is it considered, would it be two separate? Two separate Shim? Would it just be desecrated Shabbat under one umbrella and then... So we've made clear until now uh, that... He caught me and carried. We've made clear lehalek yasiah, two separate. Certainly. If you cut weed and you ground it, two separate. Even though it's along the process of sidura de path of creating my bread, it doesn't matter. It's two separate actions. But what if I? So that's clear. If you did two separate actions by isure achila, clear. Two separate as well. Okay. So now, so we're talking about by achila, both chilev. That's when you're hayav one. I get that as well. Now by Shabbat, not cut weed and carry, cut weed and cut weed. That's the parallel. <coughs> That's the parallel to the chilev and chilev. Then you'd be hayav only one. Either way he slices the Gemara says, I can't figure out a contrast. Does it matter what you're cutting? In other words, if you're cutting wheat or barley? When it comes down to your shem milacha, shem milacha, the heading, the title to what you did is kesira. You don't say it's kesirat advaniot uh, and kesirat tira. You say it's kesira. That's details. That's in the fine print. Mm-hmm. That's the the heading is kesira. As a result, one chayuv, and you know, by extension, by the way, if you were right, so then I would say you ate chaylev from the right side of the animal, and you ate chaylev from the left side. I distinguish her from this animal. Says the Gemara, In each of those cases, again, when it's shem echad, chaylev, chaylev, kesira, kesira, there'd only be one violet, one one chayuv, rather. Well, it says the Gemara, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. The initial part of this beraita. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand how you're distinguishing between Shabbat and Sha'al Melachot. You could tell me one's more severe, but prove it. Explain fundamentally. Explain to me logically how we distinguish. Says the Gemara, V'hainu de'amar It's for that reason that Rabbi Yohanan turned to Rabbi Zakai after teaching these words, as opposed to the ones we learned in the past, Poktane Libra. Go teach that outside. In other words, Rabbi Yohanan was confounded. He couldn't understand. How does this make any sense? I says the Gemara, uh, if that was really the way things went about, and again, we're reconstructing the Gemara, generally speaking, is reconstructing. We're trying to figure out what took place once, and we're bringing it to life in the present, and we're trying to interpret it and understand, and to step back in and out and so forth. It says the Gemara, but I'm, I'm stepping back into that Midrash. I'm hearing Rabbi Yohanan yell at Rabbi Zakai, get out of here, go teach that outside. My kushya. Oh, I don't know, was he really so bothered? 
I don't understand. Rabbi Yochanan was really so bothered. I can explain this. Now, who's speaking right now? The Stam Gemara. The Gemara is now speaking. We don't have names who are speaking up and defending. The Gemara, the editors of the Gemara, Ravina, Ravashe, the Stamaim, the Saboraim, whoever's organizing this Gemara now is speaking this out and saying, that story, that happening with Rabbi Yochanan, I still don't fully understand it. Because yes, Rabbi Yochanan had a good claim, but I have a good counterclaim. Dilma, maybe. As we assumed initially, the circumstance on Shabbat is cutting and grinding. How many chayuvim? Two chayuvim. He'ilem echad? Two chayuvim. Masha'in ken bisha'ar misvot. All right, how are you going to pull this off by sha'ar misvot? You told me by sha'ar misvot, he'levendam. To Hayuvim as well. No, I'll tell you what Sha'ar Mitzvot is referring to. It's not the other 612, it's the other one. What's the other one? Avodah Zarah. We're contrasting Shabbat to Avodah Zarah. How so? What's the step? First of all, why are we referring to Avodah Zarah? can be Mitzvot. That's very difficult. Tosafot suggests the Gemara says a person who violates Avodah Zarah, it's as if he violated the whole Torah. Not, not such a stretch. And ultimately speaking, we're for consistency in the words of the Beraita, we're using the words Mashiach B'Sha'ar Mitzvot. But what's the halacha by Avodah Zarah? Mashiach B'Sha'ar Mitzvot, Atan Avodat Kochavim. Perhaps the circumstance over there, when we contrasted Shabbat to X, it wasn't to 612, it was to Avodah Zarah. How so? This would bring us back to that statement of Rabbi Ameh. The whole mess, quote unquote, started with this statement of Rabbi Ameh. Now Rabbi Ameh gets his life. Now Rabbi Ameh is revived. If it comes to Avodah Zarah and a person were to do several wrongful Avodot, all accidentally, quote unquote, all right, listen, you could disagree. You could fight on the halakha, but Rabbi Yohanan, you really maintain poktane libra? You really think this beraita is so, so, so filled with error, so wrong, that he's got to teach it outside, that it's wrongful teaching? Uh, we can make sense of it. At least the first line we can. The first line contrasted Shabbat to blank. I'll fill in the blank. It's Avodah Zarah. Where is by Shabbat? Shene Shemot. What are the Shene Shemot? Kesiran Tehina. Zerian Harisha. Whatever two wrongful melachot you did of the 39, two Hayuvim. Contrast that to not anything else other than specifically Avodah Zarah. What's the two Shemot? I don't know. Zibua and Kitur. Slaughtering and, and smoking. I don't know. Hishtahava'a and Nisu. Two separate actions as well. What's how many liabilities over there? Or put five at once? Only one, according to the Biyame. And we discussed and deliberated upon and debated and dealt with that statement. But ultimately speaking, we can explain this Biraita. Says Gemara, it, it, it can't really work. Says the Gemara, You can't establish. It can't be mitukma. Establish this beraita as dealing with avodah zarah because you're forgetting there's a second statement in the beraita. The beraita at the top of the page. We started with two separate statements. Number one, Shabbat is more severe than all others with X. Okay, we said all others is avodah zarah. But then we said all others are more severe than Shabbat. Remember those words? Now all others we're defining, cross out those words right on top, avodah zarah. 
Avodah Zarah is more hamur than Shabbat. And in what way? That Avodah Zarah, if you did a Bishigigat Kavana, you didn't have intent to even do what you're doing. Hayav on Shabbat. Not, says the Gemara, we're going to have a problem with that word. The end, the second part of the Beraita says, Homer Bishamisvot, Shabbishamisvot, Shogeg, Shagag Belomit Kaven, Hayav. Shogeg Belomit Kaven, Bavodat Kochavim, Hechidameh. This might sound familiar already. I, I, I think it's one of the last times we're going to do this. This is the third or fourth time in, in an Amud and a half we're doing this. What's your case? Can you define for me a situation in Avodah Zarah where a person doesn't realize that their action is Avodah Zarah? Is there that in-between gray zone? You see, on Shabbat, as we said, you might be able to come up with it. And other melachot, maybe, what's the case? Remember this, maybe the case is you thought it was Bet Knesset. You're walking by a temple of Abu Dazara and you thought it was a Bet Knesset and you bow down. In such a circumstance, that's not Abu Dazara at all. Your mindset, your intent was to Akadosh Baruch Hu, as a result, it's not Abu Dazara. That can't be your case. Again, what we're looking for is just practically, just fitting in the situation. Not the law. We'll deal with the law afterwards. What's the case? Can you really come up with a case of shagag belomit kavin Any case you're going to come up with, by definition, is going to have to deal with intent. And intent by avodah zarah is what it's all about. If your intent wasn't for avodah zarah, it's not considered avodah zarah. That's that's mafi avodah zarah. It's not. I, I actually am thinking in Yiddish, right? It's nishkan avodah zarah. Avodah zarah. It's not avodah zarah. It goes based on your intent completely and fully. So, so, no, maybe the case is Remember this one? Maybe you saw a statue, statue of the king, and as you passed by, you saw some people bowing to it, and you bowed to it as well. Because there were different ways of bowing to the king's statue. Sometimes it was just for honor, other times it was as worship. I says, come on, well, which one was it? What was your mindset? If you, and you, you bow to it, you worship, if you accepted the statue of the king as your god, that's not shagad velomit kaven. And if you're doing it just out of honor, it's nothing. It might be nonsense, as I told you the story in the past. But ultimately speaking, it's not Avodah Zarah. So what's your in-between case? You might remember where we're going with this. What is the in-between case of Shagad Velomit Kaven by Avodah Zarah? Ela Rather, the case is you worship to the Avodah Zarah, but with absolutely different intent. What's the absolutely different intent? Out of love of the person who's compelling you, out of fear or awe of the person who's threatening you. In that circumstance, shagag velomit kalit kavin. Oh, back to our end of the beraita. So the end of the beraita then says, avodah zarah. That's we're striking out sha'ar mitzvot. We're calling it avodah zarah. If it's avodah zarah, velohit kavin. It wasn't your intention. What's the case of wasn't intention? You worshipped without intent other than fear or love of the person. Hayav in avodah zarah. That's contrasted to Shabbat, Shagat Belohit Kaven. You didn't even realize, you didn't understand, Patur. Yeah, it's, 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 there's no liability. Well, is that really so? Ha'oved me'ahava u'mi'ira. What's the halakha? It's a machloka between Abaye and Rabbah. Remember, so says the Gemara, this all will work out very nicely. Back to our conversation, if we follow the opinion of Abaye, Abaye says, which is hard to understand, 
Reliable, but I was doing it because I felt like I loved the guy. I was doing it because, okay, that's Hayat. Says the Gibala, Hanihala Abayeda, Amar Hayav, Alalaravada, Amar Patur, Maikale Memar, Mayesh Lomar. How are you going to explain this Beraita again, the second half, the Sefav, the Beraita, according to Rava? Ela be Omer Mutar. Says the Gemara, that second half of the Beraita, Shagag, Velohit Kaven, is talking about a person who thought it was permitted. Thought what was permitted? The guy's out of his mind. He thought Abu Dazara was permitted. It's not that he thought this method, this way of Abu Dazara, the circumstance and context is permitted. He thought Abu Dazara is permitted. In that circumstance, what's the halakha going to be? The suggestion is Hayav on Abu Dazara, not on Shabbat. Says the Gemara, Masha'enken be Shabbat de Patur le Gamre. All right, so if we're flipping this to Shabbat, Again, the circumstances by Avodah Zarah, the person doesn't realize Avodah Zarah's Asur, he's Omer Mutar. What's the halakha? Hayav. What's your Hayav? A Korban. Mashain came by Shabbat. It's not so on Shabbat. What do you mean? On Shabbat, there's no Korban? On Shabbat, I didn't realize it was Shabbat. I didn't realize these were Melachot. I'm a Gor Amaretz. I'm Mamash Amaretz. Absolute ignoramus. What's the halakha in such a circumstance? We talked about this yesterday. We said in Masechet Shabbat, and Daf'ayin, Rava had a safik in a situation of Shagag Bishtehem. You didn't know it was Shabbat and you didn't know these are Melachot. What's the halacha? You're either Hayav one korban or you're Hayav separate korbanot. But he never, never even thought to say that you're Patur Legamre. Says the Gemara, I can't read those words. Again, the last half, you explained to me the first half of the Beraita, you said it's talking about Avodah Zarah, Uktir The second half of this Beraita, I can't make any sense of. What's a case of Shagag Velohit Kavim? All right, by Avodah Zarah, Omer Mutar. You had to say that because of Rava. Fantastic, kind of. But how are you going to now fill that uh, on the other end of the column? How are you going to explain that by Shabbat? You're going to say it's Amar Mutar. Omer Mutar on Shabbat, Adkan Laba'i Mene Rava, Merav Nachman, He'ilem Zevizela. Adkan means only until Ravaz Safik, Ravaz question, again, which we referred to yesterday at the bottom of the page of Samich Beta Mudalif, and we mentioned it's a Safik in Masechet Shabbat. The Ravaz Safik is Shagag Beze Ubeze, both on the day of Shabbat and on these actions. He had a question to Rav Nachman How many liabilities do I have to bring for each one of the actions, or do I only want bring one Korban? Interesting and important question, but. Nobody maintains that. So the Gemara right now is, that a, is, is stuck. The Gemara says, I can't understand that Beraita. And as a result, we turn back to Rabbi Yochanan and we smile at him. We say, Rabbi Yochanan, you were right. You told Rabbi Zakai, take that and uh, you know, roll it up and smoke it outside. I said, That's right. Rabbi Yochanan, you were right. This Beraita doesn't make any sense. That's what we used to say. And it doesn't make any sense. So uh, I, I don't understand Rabbi Yochanan. I, I, I don't understand Rabbi Zakai. says the Gemara, my kushia. We're back to that. What's your question? I can explain this. How are you going to explain this? Dilma le'olam ema lecha resha ba'audat kochavim. Vesefa b'sha'ar mitzvot. Says the Gemara, here's how we're going to read the Beraita. It's a stretch. Keep in mind, the Beraita talks about this enigmatic, mysterious sha'ar mitzvot, the other mitzvot. Let's, let's repeat what the, Mishnah, what the Beraita said. If it's sha'ar mitzvot versus Shabbat, Shabbat two korbanot or three or four, depending on whatever the circumstances, avodah zarah, just one. That we explained, Rabbi Amin. Second half, Sha'ar Mitzvot versus Shabbat. To find the word Sha'ar Mitzvot. 
I like consistency. I like symmetry. Avodah Zarah can't be. So what does it mean? It means something else. It means other Averot. The consistency is not great here. You're using the same words, but we're willing to stretch it like that. All right, so now let me understand that then. It goes like this. On Shabbat, if I'm Shagag v'lo hitkaven, I'm patur. Melechid machshevet. If I'm Sha'ar kol mitzvot, I'm Shagag v'lo hitkaven. I didn't even have intent for the action. I'm Hayav. This is a critical line. We talked about this during the summer. This is the concept, and we'll read it right now, called which means to say, if a person, for argument's sake, the Gemara will give us one example, and Masechet Shabbat gives another example. It goes as follows. A person doesn't have intent for even the action. Not that they don't know the law. They don't mean to do this action. So, what's that? But they benefit. I thought, no, 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 no. A person thinks this is his wife. He has relations. I'm going to get, eating is the other one. The relations might be easier. I don't know. You know, that, maybe not. I guess, uh, I, I guess not. We don't understand how Yaakov did it. So maybe it's, uh, whatever. Anyway, the guy doesn't realize it's not his wife and he sleeps with someone else. He literally didn't have intention for that action. It's not that he thought that action was permitted. He enjoyed it. Arayot, the isur, the hayyub, the liability is for the enjoyment, the benefit, not for the action. Eating, says Jared. I thought that this eating from this piece of meat was a kosher piece of meat. It's not a kosher piece of meat. Mitasek. I didn't have intent for an action. It's not that I thought it was permitted. It's not that I didn't know the law. Mitasek. Hayat. Sheken lehene. There as well. The Gemara gives another example. Uh, for example, de kasavar roku ubolo. Strange situation. You didn't even have intention for eating or drinking. You looked and you saw some white froth on the table. I don't know. Old school thought, I guess. You thought it was spit, and you weren't even intending it. It's so far from an action. You didn't even intend to drink. You intended to put the spit back in your mouth. comes up over there as well. The concept, again, I'll, I'll repeat the, the, the principle of the matter in a second, but again, over here, same idea. Over there, you're dealing with trying to... Anyway, over here, I thought it was spit. In reality, it was melted down chelev. It was fat, which is prohibited. I didn't even have intention to eat from uh, the, uh, food. I intended to put my spit back in my mouth. What's the halakha? Hayav! Shekin nehene! Again, there's an important book called Atvan de Oraita. It's written by Rabbi Yosef Engel. He famously talks a lot about this matter. And his principle with regards, Rabbi Yosef Engel lived about 150 years ago. And his principle again is, whereas by other Averot, not the enjoyment Averot, the rebellious Averot, the Ma'aseh is the Ikar. On Shabbat, it's what you did. I didn't have intention for this action, Patur. When it comes to the enjoyment Averot, the Arayot, the forbidden relations, the Isure Achilat, the enjoyment, and as a result, even if I'm quote-unquote mit'asek, even if I'm honest, maybe, I'm going to be hayav. What's the case on Shabbat where I'd be patur? I was interested in, I saw, I saw down on the ground, I saw a branch. Uh, get a, a, set aside Muxer for a second. I want to pick up that branch. 
And I think I'm just picking up the branch, but it turns out it's a branch which is connected to the ground. Instead of being a branch which is detached from the ground, which would be permitted to just pull and crack a little bit, you know, leave Muxe aside, I break it and it was connected to the ground. I didn't have intention to do an action which was forbidden on Shabbat at all. Patur, on Shabbat, you're patur in such a circumstance. What's the distinction? Why is Shabbat different than Sha'ari Surim? Says the Gemara, the difference between the two is Shabbat, Melechet Machshevet. Melechet Machshevet needs to be purposeful, needs to be mindful, means to be intentful. When it comes to Sha'ar Averot, those of benefit, those of enjoyment, even though I didn't mean to do this action, I didn't realize what I was doing, I nonetheless am liable because I benefited and enjoyed. During the summer, we mentioned this concept in the following context. The Gemara Masechet Rosh Hashanah has a question, and then there's a conclusion according to many whether mitzvot zirichot kavana or not. Now, in that context, the Gemara talks about the following situation. What if kifa'o listim, kifa'o, what's the last one? The Gemara parsim, if you're forced to eat masa by others. They force it, they force it into your throat. What's the halacha in such a circumstance? Gemara uh, is uncertain. The halakha is you're not yotze because mitzvot sirichot kavana. Because mitzvot need intent. You need to know and understand you're performing the mitzvah. That's harambam is posek la halakha that way in perek vav vilchot hametzu matzah. What about if you're sound? Excuse me, don't uh, discard what I just said about harambam. What about if you're mitasek on the shofar? Yeah, you're playing around with shofar. The Gemara talked about this as well. You're playing around with the shofar and the sound of tikiyah, shivarim, whatever comes out. You're yoseh or not yoseh? Sounds like the same exact question. Harambam contradicts himself, seemingly. Whereas by matzah, Harambam says if the matzah was forced down your throat, you're high, you're, you fulfilled the mitzvah, you fulfilled the mitzvah of matzah. When it comes to shofar, you didn't fulfill the mitzvah. One more time. Instead of talking about isurim, let's talk about mitzvot. Masah, forced into the situation. Call it mitasek says Harambam Yasa. Well, shofar, not forced into, but accidental. Not that you didn't realize what the law was. You didn't mean to do it. Yeah, you're playing around with it in your mouth. I don't know. You're trying to make trumpet noises of some sort. Shofar, the shivarim, whatever comes out. Over there, you're not. You'll say, what's the difference? Ran Rabbeinu Nisim asked this question. He says, the same way our Gemara distinguishes by Averot between Hana'a or not, it's the same thing by Mitzvot. Says Ran, says Ran, what Harambam would tell you and is insinuating is when it comes to Matzah Shekinehene, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't have Kavanah. That was your Kavanah. You enjoyed it. Chalas, Yasate Yedehova by Shofar. The sounds of the Shofar, that's not Hana'ah. Might be pleasant. That's not Hana'ah to the extent of Halavim and Arayot. That's the way he distinguishes and explains. What about by uh, Maror? Be'ur Halacha has this Safek. What about by Maror? Someone forces Maror down your throat. You're Yoseh or not Yoseh? The suggestion of many is you're not Yoseh. The reason you're not Yoseh is there's no Hana'a. And the whole point is you're not supposed to really have a Hana'a to the extent that there's a question, you know, if it's a very sharp maror, do you make a beracha on it or not? There's no Hana'a in such a circumstance. All important questions to be had, but again, derived from our suga, our issues. Yes, Joe? It's funny, isn't there a case of big but a woman's raped and she has Hana'a from it? She's not Hayat there also, though. So it's funny, it's really having, you have to be, yeah, so we will see that. I'll, I'll tell you where you know that from or heard about it. That's on Dafa'in Dalid Amudbet. The Gemara asks the Ha'ester Fares Yahava, and the Gemara, one of its two answers is Karka'ulam, which means effectively she doesn't have action, though. 
It's not that she doesn't have benefit per se. It's not that she's not enjoying it. But, uh, right, and, okay, so anyway, says that, and, and that is an important uh, corollary with regards to this. Lastly, says the Gemara, okay, so what was Rabbi Yohanan unhappy about? Again, piecing everything together very briefly in 20 seconds, what we effectively said is this Beraita, which contrasted Shabbat to Sha'ar Mitzvot, Shabbat to Sha'ar Mitzvot, Sha'ar Mitzvot to Shabbat, the first line is talking about Avodah Zarah versus Shabbat, and the second line is talking about, let's call it Halavim and Arayot, Isurei Achila, to Shabbat. Well, what's the problem? That's a beautiful reading, is it not? Says the Rabbi Yohanan likes symmetry. Rabbi Yohanan likes consistency. You talked about Sha'ar Mitzvot at the beginning, you talked Sha'ar Mitzvot in the second line, it means the same thing. No, no, no. First line means Avodah Zarah, the second line means Halavim and Come on, says Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan says it's very misleading. The words of the Beraita can't be, shouldn't be interpreted in such a fashion. It's not the way I read Beraita. I'm a lot more particular about the details, says the Gemara. Rabbi Yohanan, the reason Rabbi Yohanan doesn't learn and didn't like this teaching of Rabbi Zakai is because he's consistent. He was not comfortable establishing a Beraita as the first part dealing with one, deal, one logic and the second part with a different logic. Again, or Halavi Marayot. We have a consistency with regards to this in Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan, man demitargem li havit alibad hatana. After Rabbi Yohanan, masechet bava metian, dafmem, dafmem alif said, with regards to the Mishnah over there, the Mishnah that dealt with a havit, a barrel, he said, I have a problem over here. Forget about the details. So he said, I have a problem over here. How do I make this statement in the Mishnah consistent according to one opinion? You're telling me it's one opinion here, another opinion over there. Rabbi Yohanan, masechet bava metian, I'm not comfortable doing so. Anyone who can explain this, who can crack the code and tell me it according to one, Movilna Mane, I will carry his clothing Batre after him, Lebe Masuta to the bathhouse, which means to say I'll consider him my rabbi, I'll respect him. In other words, Rabbi Yohanan is very intent and very interested in making certain that when he interprets Beraitot and Mishnayot, they're consistent. It's the same opinion, it's the same issue you're dealing with. And as a result, he turned to Rabbi Zakai on this, on this matter and he said, Poktane Libra Ah, that's a wrongful beraita. Can't be. What do you mean? I can explain it. Your explanation doesn't have the necessary consistency, and in turn, I think it's wrong. Baruch Amen. Amen.